the NFC West tank job bombs edition of the bottom line bombs on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by our Patreon score exclusive perks contests and include our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sportsgamepodcast.com backslash Patreon. Also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It's offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes with Best Ball Mania 4. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code SGP. New customers score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5. On any college football bet, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're brought to you by our College Football Bankroll Challenge. Up to $3,000 up for grabs. Get the details over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash bankroll. And with that comes a song that was randomly chosen for me. Yes, welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs. I am your host, CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. Hold on, man. and this is where I do an exciting portion where I try to talk into a microphone and quote tweet at the same time. It's exciting. I don't know why I do it. I do it because I think people are going to hop in after seeing the Twitter link and hop into comments. But I do tell you why. I know, I know why I do it. Because the Twitter video, Elon's got together, is not, not great. You know? So you have to do the YouTube so you guys can comment. Because I like to hear the comments. I like when guys hop in there and uh, do it. I already see some eyeballs coming in. Welcome. We got a great show today. It is Thursday, August 31st. The last day of August. You are in the C block. This is my first day. Do, well, not my first day. Actually, during the NFL season, I did a Thursday show. But this is going to be the new thing. This is a soft opening, soft transition. If anyone was listening, waiting for me yesterday, because I know I usually do live shows Mondays and Wednesdays at noon, where they move me all around. But now, now the football season's happening. We're going to do Mondays and Thursdays. And it's going to be called the C Block. I just came up with that today. The college show, college experience. With Colby, Picks Dundee, I join him on that one every Monday and Thursday at noon, Pacific. Followed by me, the man in the box. Giving out the bottom line bombs right afterwards on 1.30. 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central, 2.30 Mountain. That's how it's going to be every Monday and Thursday live on YouTube. Come on in. I mean, obviously the podcast is going to be evergreen. Keep subscribed to that on Spotify and all that. Uh, but it's going to be great. So this is the first soft uh, transitioning to it. It's the must-see TV. Thursday, Thursdays used to be the must-see TV block on NBC. You had uh, you know, Seinfeld and Friends followed by ER. Or, uh, you know, Frasier, Mad About You, they would toss that in there. Hope Floats, I don't know, that's a Sandra Bullock movie. Uh, but, but when I was growing up, the real Thursday block, the double duo, was Cheers and Night Court. That was, that was Thursday must-see TV. 
Two shows, solid, solid comedies. Cheers, legendary night court. Not bad in its own right. And I think that's what we're doing. Since college experience has a bigger audience. So I'll let them be cheers. And I'm the Harry Anderson, Richard Mole, Shirley Hemphill of it all. Um, anyway, so this is exciting. This is my first Thursday show. And uh, it'll be great for the football season. because So Monday, I'll be doing live. I'll give out a Monday night football bomb up top for all the live listeners because it's time sensitive. And then I'll do a recap the weekend that happened in football and sports in general. And then on Thursday, I'll give out the Thursday night bomb for the live listeners up top. That's also time sensitive. And then I'll give in my entire weekend bomb predictions for the contest. I'm going to enter the circuit contest again. So I'll do the survivor and the pick five each week and just my normal hilarious picks with bits. Captain Insano, let me put you on the board. Thank you. Listening to CJ back-to-back, like in World War II, dropping bombs. That's right. I, I wanted to do that. I was told I was told by uh, my guy Vince Averill, shout out to Vince. He says to do the transition, you got to have the noise of the planes coming like Dunkirk. Like, just infiltrate, blowing up, you know, transitioning from college experience to the bottom line bombs. And I said, yeah, I really want to terrify my audience. I don't know how many of my audience here uh, in the bottom line bombs are war veterans or have seen action. But you never know. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to scare them. All right, let's talk about today's show while we're at it. But thank you, Captain Santa, for double dipping with CJ here in the cell block C. Um, on today's show, we have a lot. We're doing the NFC West. We're almost down to the last two divisions. We have NFC West and NFC South, I believe. West. Did I do this? Yeah, West. Here we go. The NFC West tank job bombs. We say that because of Arizona's tank job. So I'll preview that. Also, plenty of other stories. I got to talk about that Luis Rubles again. I talked about him a little bit last show. The president of Spain soccer is forcibly kissing the World Cup. There's just so much to talk about. Um, There'll be a man in a box segment. I got to a new hard knocks episode. I always have to do that. I'll do that after the break. Um, there's so much. I don't know how I'm going to do this. There's so much I have to get into. How about that Nebraska women's volleyball game last night? Huh? That was something. Here we go. Serial. Welcome on in there. Going to war against the corporate gambling account. Says uh, Serial. I love it. Come on in. Um, it sure does count. But yeah, that Nebraska women's volleyball, 92,000 people. They played inside the football stadium there. It was awesome. Pretty insane. It's always insane when you find out these things. Like, really? Nebraska likes women's volleyball like that? You know, it's like Connecticut was like that with basket, women's basketball. Like, fuck, I didn't know they were that crazy about women's basketball. Like, oh, yeah, they sell out for it. Why does Nebraska like women's volleyball like that? I don't they're, they're fucking sister thing. Um, but they do. And that was great. Football stadium, packed house, 92,000 people. I thought it was a bit weird, though, how they played uh, Omaha, like this small school. Because Nebraska's a powerhouse, I guess, in women's volleyball. That's what they tell me. Um, So play another ranked team. I thought it would be like, you know, one versus two or something like that. You know, like, uh, I don't know, who else is good at that? Stanford's good, I heard. Wisconsin, Louisville, they're the top three. I, that was my quick research. My research department Googled women's volleyball rankings, and that's what came up. Why don't you play them? Instead, 
They played Omaha and beat the shit out of them. These women are spiking and breaking their noses like Jan Brady style. Like these poor girls. This was abuse. This was like fucking domestic abuse. But because it's by a woman, it's fine. <laughs> Good round, you're celebrating with your appetite. Bad round, you're losing, you're using your appetite to forget about the round. I'll tell you something about appetite. It's a real fucking great thing to have. <laughs> Why'd I get mixed up with that bitch? She got a great ass. I mean. And you got your head all the way up it. <laughs> so you have 90,000 people packed in Nebraska football stadium. For a women's volleyball match. I'm like, okay, this is going to be the best women's volleyball match ever. This is what a, what a moment. No, we just wanted to flex how much we can beat the fuck out of some terrible team. Imagine Omaha. Good, good news, girls. You know how we usually play Nebraska you know, for the money? They beat us because they're very good. They're number four in the country, and they win national championships. And uh, we all wanted to go there, but we couldn't. Well, uh, they booked this game. <laughs> they booked this game at the football stadium. Really? That seems ambitious. Yeah. No, it's standing room only. 92,000 people are going to watch you get slaughtered. Now we got a problem. Now we got a problem. <laughs> I know, Serial. You're right. What's up, C. Jenner? JC from KC. I love it. Um, Cereal's right. The women's volleyball photos, the, he gets stuck on the foot. They do have the best uniforms. It's, it's, it's a combination of athletes. I mean, they are athletes. They are tall athletes, but I mean, geez, Louise, poor Omaha. And I got a male coach too. I never liked that. John cook was all emotional. I don't like when men coach women's teams. It seems that seems abusive as well. That's why I never liked Gino or Emma just screaming at women about Picks and traps like shit. Coach men for crying out loud. For stop yelling at these women. Volleyball is such a bizarre sport. They're such long athletes. I remember when Wilt Chamberlain quit, retired. He retired in the prime of his basketball for a year to form a women's volleyball, to be like a, a owner of a women's volleyball beach league. It was just, he was the only man playing it just so he could have sex with all these women's volleyball players because they were tall enough for him. What a sport. <laughs> um, I know. No shit, Captain Insano. Next thing they'll take on the Washington Generals. That's what they should do. They should just embarrass little team, young teams, little girls. Is this inspiring to little girls? You can get humiliated by the Nebraska volleyball team. But good for them. What a great moment. Took the attention off their tight end trying to fucking rob a <laughs> Whatever his armed robbery was, he did some shit. Was it a uh, weed store or something? It wasn't look good. Anyway, um, so we got a great show today. Thank you for joining us. I'm looking at the sound. I'm looking. At, I got I got Dundee soundboard here from the C block. He lets it. He lets it in there. You know, I'm I'm your man in the box. The guy who brings the paper and the passion. So we have a big show. We got to get to. I'm Guy that pulled out the sheets of paper that looked at the analytics that watched the tape in the freaking when we were at Indianapolis. Um, 
So let me take a quick break, quick ad read here, then we'll come back. We're going to talk about hard knocks and get into the NFC West. And also we have a man in the box towards the end. We're going to talk about the White Sox lady, Luis Rubles. I got to talk about all kinds of things that happen to me. I got I to gotta, I gotta rush this in because as again, as again, I'm going late. But first, let me tell you about the college football bankroll challenge. College football's back, and I will be giving out week one bombs. I forgot to tell you that. Celebrate SGPN is giving away a bunch of cash in our college football bankroll challenge. Free to enter. Season-long contest. $1,000 to five, first, five to second, but the 500 But the prize is double to 2000 and 1000 if you're a Patreon for the college football season. Oh, that's how they get you. That's good, though. You should be a member of the Patreon. Go to sportsgivenpodcast.com backslash bankroll or click the link in the app. College football fans, are you ready for week one, though? Because DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with can't-miss offers to start the season strong. New customers bet just $5 on any college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. You can go from unranked to dynasty mode just a couple years. Changes comes fast. Only thing that's a lock is a great offer from DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you want to bet, uh, you know, just some great college games tonight. You can bet. Do it right now. Bet your five dollars. Make it to two hundred. Me, I like uh, Nebraska. They're getting seven and a half at Minnesota. You got Matt Rule coming in there, so you know you know they'll uh, they'll be well coached. Minnesota's got to replace Tanner Morgan, a quarterback, and that running back Muhammad uh, Brim, who won sixty hundred yards, twenty touchdowns. That's a pick I like. There you go. You got an ad read and a free bomb. Because life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code SGP. New customers score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details in state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuances. Eligibility and deposited restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. And we are back. You only have a gambling problem if Nebraska doesn't cover the seven and a half tonight. That's the only way I see a problem. Uh, I will be giving out some week one college football bombs for you guys before my man in the box. Remind me, will you commenters? <laughs> I haven't written down my outline, my paper, my paper and passion outline. I'm Guy that pulled out the sheets of paper that looked at the analytics that watched the tape in the freaking when we were at Indianapolis. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. Um, all right, let's get into the show, the real show. I'm already skipping topics, but uh, I have to. T- I always talk about hard knocks when it comes in. It was NFL Cut Day last week. I try not to watch whoever's on Hard Knocks. I try to not see who got cut. In real life, because I want to see it happen, and I want to see it happen to drama on TV. But the Jets were taunting us this year by saying they're not going to show it, and they already did it with the fucking B Rabbit guy, the white wide receiver who wrapped Eminem, and Eminem gave him a shout out. They cut him as a teaser for next week because they're going to show the real cuts next week. Um, but like we said, like I always say, yeah, fuck you, Jets. You show us the cuts. Because cut week is better than shark week when it comes to TV ratings. Half of the reason why we watch Hard Knocks, we get involved with the players' stories, the wife and the kids, and uh, we're root for them, and then they get cut. And it's awesome. You see it happen in real life, in the the office. 
And they lie and their teams lie to you. Oh, it's the best thing that can happen for you. You know, you're gonna be on the scout team. We can be, we can put you on the scout team. How is that the best thing for me? I don't want to be on a scout team. I want to be on the real team. That's why I was here. Oh, well, we mean the best thing for us. The best thing for us is for you to be on a scout team and we don't really have to pay you. Yeah, for you, now that you mentioned it, for you, yeah, not as good. <laughs> so they better show that shit. They don't get to fucking edit it. I'm already getting sick of Aaron. I mean, I'm, I've already been sick of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers comes across good on this show on Hard Knocks, which I don't like because he's not this guy. That they, 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 they get editing, editing control. It's like that Florida Gator documentary on Netflix produced by Urban Meyer. Well, I'm sure there's going to be heavy investigative journalism. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, a lot of people talked. Let's see. The, the highlight of the Hard Knocks episode was Aaron Rodgers shit talking during the preseason game versus the Giants. Some D lineman hit him later and he's like, I don't know who you are. That's what he said. I don't even know you, bro. And the guy's like, I don't know you either. You don't know me. And, he, and then Rodgers goes to the sideline. I, I hit him with that. I don't know you. That's uncomebackable. So Rodgers got him there. Granted, he did. I, I felt bad for uh, Harvin. Was that his name for the Giants? I don't know his name. I felt bad for him because, you know, it's hard to think of a line on the spot like that, especially when you're playing a football game. Rodgers doesn't care. Rodgers never gets hit. That's why he's always, he's, he, he probably writes these lines. He's waiting to say these fucking lines. And he's such a douchebag. Ha <laughs> did you hear me? I got the uncomebackable line. He said he didn't know. And he got nervous. He goes, I don't know who you are. You know who Aaron Rodgers is. We don't know you. But I bet it was one of those scenarios where, and listen, Aaron, it's comebackable. You're roastable, okay? It's just, you, we've all had that situation where you think of the, the perfect line to say afterwards when you're driving home, like, fuck. You want to go back to the party or go back to that thing? God damn it. That would have been a perfect line to say. You can't repeat. You can't repeat that moment. The Giants are the, the Giants are praying to hit the Jets again, play the Jets again. Maybe we'll be seeing the Super Bowl so I can get a line back. You know, the jerk store, George Costanza episode, where he just tries to recreate the shrimp in the jerk store line. But it was comebackable. If I was to write for Harvin, I would have been said like this. When Aaron Rodgers goes, I don't know who you are. I don't even know who you are. He his, his comeback line for that would have been uh, something like maybe I would have suggest. Yeah, that's because you spent the entire off season in a fucking cave. Literally, you went in a darkness retreat in a cave. You know what I say? What have you been living in a cave all summer? Actually, yes, I have been. I'm Aaron Rodgers. I take ayahuasca and I live in a cave, and I do rich guy fucking religion, spiritual shit, and appropriate cultures. That would have been a good line. Yeah, you don't know me because you were living in a cave. <laughs> anyway, so if they ever go to the Super Bowl, the Giants, you got <laughs> you'll have that chance to say that line again. Oh man. Cyril says, depends on what your version of Shark Week is. That's true. I'm just saying. Yeah, not for Shark Tank. Shark Week, Shark Week, if you will, has jumped the shark. That certainly has happened. There's got to be a shark uh, sound effect, right? Let me see. Let me do the... Uh, what are some of these fucking sound bites that the Colby has on here? I bet they're all hilarious. <laughs> um, what is best in life? 
to crush your enemies. <laughs> See them driven before you. <laughs> Arnold. I just like to now we got a problem. That's all I need. Um, what else happened on hard knocks? I should talk about before we get into the NFC West. More meathead coaches shit. The weakest link thing. That was hilarious. Here's this. Here's something we really believe in. Here's a chain. So don't be the weakest link. Everyone grab this chain. Did we got this at a leadership seminar? They told us to do it. Everyone grab a chain and say, I'm not going to be the weakest link. Say it out loud. Say it. Ferrari. <laughs> no, not say that. Say, I'm not going to be the weakest link. Ferrari. All right, fine. Close enough. Don't say it unless you don't believe it. What? They're such children, these coaches. And then Hackett, oh, my God. They really, I, I kind of feel bad for, although it makes sense. Daniel Hackett, the coach of the Broncos last year, who was awful. He's Aaron Rodgers' buddy, offensive coordinator. And they're like, and players just love him. He's hilarious. And then you show, then they show how hilarious he is. And I get why football players think he's hilarious. You're like, what, did you get your haircut with a Floby? Rodgers like, what's up? Cue it up. They just watch YouTube clips. Look at a Floby, which was funny back in the day. But like, what? Like, this is what you think is funny? He's obsessed with the gold member of Austin Powers. What a what a crazy, hilarious sense of humor this guy's got. Of course, A Rod, Aaron Rodgers thinks it's funny because no one's ever told Aaron Rodgers no. These people, good-looking men don't have a sense of humor. Jocks, all these guys who have had everything given to them, they don't know what's funny because no one's ever told them fucking that it's not funny. Like hot girls, same thing. That's why George, that's why people tell George Clooney he's funny. George Clooney, George Clooney thinks he's funny because he looks like George Clooney, and no one's ever told him no. Yeah, hilarious whoopee cushion, George. Great prank. <laughs> uh, thank you. What'd you make off a bottle of tequila? $900 million? That's, that's a, oh, you're hilarious. That's a hilarious thing there. Boy, do you, way to con everyone with your handsomeness. How about when they try to, they try to normalize, I like when, a little bit of the Aaron Rodgers bullshit conspiracy. He, Aaron Rodgers is like one of those like conspiracy theorists, like a, like a freshman in, in college, like just smoking weed for the first time. And like, yeah, bro, what if we are fucking, you know, the 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 Chinese the Chinese are just they're trying to normalize surveillance. That's what they're doing with the cameras in when they say well, the auditors when they're saying the cameras in the sky. Like, listen, we're being filmed anyway. So what's the difference if I'm filming? That's why the they're trying to normalize constant surveillance so you don't even question it. Right, Aaron. You're exactly right. Pardon me while I put my head under a lawnmower instead of listening to you, Aaron Rodgers. So then they, but so they try, they try to curb it a little bit. And then they did it last night. They were making fun of him before wearing uh, headphones. He didn't have AirPods in. He has headphones with a cord on it. So they're trying to do some old, like, hey, you're an old man. You got cords on your headphones, you know, which is fun. Old man ribbing. 
and Rogers has to take it to a level like, oh, you really you're making fun of the ones that have harmful EMF emissions that come into your brain. What the fuck are you talking about? Are you talking about the dangers of AirPods right now? Aaron, how many concussions have you had in your career? You're damn near 40. You've played football for fucking 20 years. You're worried about AirPods in your brain? But then he pulls out, and, and it's just hard. The EKG admissions from AirPods will fry your brain. Yeah, you know what else will fry your brain? <laughs> Football injuries to your head by 300-pound linemen shoving you into the fucking ground for 20 years. That's going to hurt the brain. Now we got a problem. Now we got a problem. Your AirPods are fine, Aaron. All right. And with that, that wraps up the hard knocks. I don't want to talk about it too much. But now, next week is the cut episode. So they better deliver. Hard knocks, you better goddamn deliver. Don't listen to Aaron Rodgers or these Jets where it's too cruel. Yeah, it is cruel, but that's what we tune in for. You already know that. I mean, you already know who they're going to cut, though. You can just tell. Anytime they show the family and they get too much, anytime they get someone gets too much camera time, it's like a show. Oh, that, that character is getting killed off. You never had a monologue. <laughs> anyway. Let's uh, let's get into the NFC West Tank Job Bombs. I forgot to do that bit. There we go. Let's talk about the hurricanes in Florida. Let's talk about the active shooter in North Carolina. That bit, I love that bit. I really do. And the great thing about that bit is there's never an ending amount of new tragedies to bring up. <laughs> I mean, started off with the Hawaii fires. I mean, there's there's natural disasters, there's shooters everywhere, and then so that so it'll always be material. Isn't that great? No, it's not. Anyway, all right, let's get into the show. Oh, I just do want to talk about that real quick before I get into the NFC. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll talk about this story real quick, and then the NFC West. Then I'll get into. It. I've. Here's the thing with Aaron Rodgers. One last, one last thing on Aaron Rodgers. And then I'll give you some NFC West bombs and college football bombs. Aaron Rodgers was a legend in Green Bay, obviously. And then he just ran. I mean, talk about wearing out your welcome. He was so annoying. He whined. You always had to be on eggshells with him. Oh, they didn't draft a receiver for him. They don't have that many. And then he, he sucked up all their money. Then he wouldn't. Complained they didn't sign it. Well, they couldn't sign it because you're, you're, you're getting $50 million to live in fucking Wisconsin, which is about 49.9 more million than you need to live there. Then he goes to Manhattan and he gives back money. What? What a jerk. Anyway, then he does the whole ayahuasca, whatever. The whole, I, I, I went off on him before. No need to. He's just annoying. 
So green, he so annoying. You got Green Bay to turn, Green Bay fans to turn on you, which is pretty hard because they are they don't care. They are loyalists. They just love they love Favre. They love Rot. They love everything. They don't care. So to make them upset, you know you're annoyed. They always they never they never. I mean they accepted Rodgers. They always thought he, they always thought he was gay just because he dated an actress. <laughs> like that's a little gay, right? Dating an actress, then Danica Patrick. It's a bit weird. For Wisconsin, that's gay. And then he couldn't chug the beer when they show him in the Bucks playoffs game. Remember that they did a thing where the lineman was like chugging, and then he had like a scotch, and he couldn't chug. He couldn't chug the beer. That was embarrassing. You, that's that's how you that's how you let Wisconsin fans down. Not be able to chug a beer on camera. Bart Starr actually died when he saw that Rodgers couldn't chug a beer. It's like that's that's who quarterbacks the Packers now. I'm out of here. Fuck this. Good night, nurse. I mean, he complained about the front office so much in Green Bay. Then they gave him the largest contract in NFL history, like a month later. Then he was just non-committing the whole thing. Blah blah blah. Anyway, Pack, Packer fans are done with him. Uh, so there's a bar in Green Bay. Which is, I like the story real quick. Jack's American Pub. It's in Milwaukee. I'm sorry, not Green Bay, in Milwaukee. I think I've been to Jack's American Pub. There's some great bars in Milwaukee, by the way. Milwaukee's a great Milwaukee's a great city. It's a great little city. I mean, it's it's like it's only an hour and a half from Chicago. Best train ride ever, by the way. The Amtrak from Chicago to Milwaukee. It's amazing. It's like 15 bucks. You can put, you can carry whatever, you can bring beer on the fucking train if you want. Dead body, they don't care. They're just happy you showed up. Come on in. You can do whatever you want. Guns, drugs, whatever. Welcome to Amtrak. They don't even check your ticket till like, <laughs> till you're halfway there. Like some guy comes by, where's your ticket? I'm like, ticket? I don't know. That was an hour ago, brother. Who knows where that is? I just checked my pockets. I gave him a receipt like from Chili's. Here you go. This isn't a ticket. Yeah, I know. What are you going to do? Throw me off? Go backwards? This doesn't go backwards, right? Nah, you're right. Welcome to Milwaukee. Anyway, Milwaukee's great. It's a great town. And Wisconsin is, I've, heard, I've talked enough about Wisconsin before, how much they love drinking. It's a fun place. So there's a bar, Jack's American Pub, and they're, they're pledging to have free, free bar tab, cover everyone's drinks anytime Aaron Rodgers and the Jets lose this year. <laughs> That's great. I love spite. I love spite specials by bar owners. Anytime the Jets and Aaron Rodgers loses, everyone drinks for free. And then someone like the wife or some manager goes up to, yeah, Jack, uh, that might be a bit costly. We'll probably go under if that happens. I don't care. So he had to do some stipulations. One is, uh, so he had to bring it back a bit, which I always love. I love, I always love making a statement like, okay, let's put some fine print on that. Yeah. The tabs have to be open 15 minutes before kickoff. That makes sense. And it does not include food. Okay. Listen, you have to pay for your own cheese curds, Milwaukee. Pay for the curds. All right. We'll pay for our curds. 15 minutes before kickoff, you can't be like, hey, the Jets are losing. Let's go down to Jackson and get fucked up for free. You have to, you have to start before the game starts, which I like that. And then, uh, this is kind of great, the, the game can't coincide with a Packers game. That, that makes all the sense in the world, which I don't know how many times that happens. Let's see. Looking at the schedule here. 
only four times, <laughs> but it's still four chances to get free drinks and it'll be in prime time. But I've, you, you can't have it during a Packer game. Those tabs will be outrageous. They'll just sign over to bar to you. Although you ever try to, you ever try to fucking drink a Wisconsin bar dry? It's impossible. The checks are already only $30. It's so cheap there. Because there's a there's a brewery on every corner, there's a bar on every corner, there's barely any people. And so because it's so cheap and they they brew beer, like everyone brews their own beer there. It's the brewers. I mean, that's what Wisconsin does. Wisconsin and I don't drink. I stopped drinking three years ago. And I still go back to Wisconsin to do comedy and thumbs like that. And uh, I love it there. But Wisconsin, literally anywhere around is the only place in this country where I go on tour where it costs me money not to drink. Like, like out here, like whatever, you know, obviously that's one of the benefits when you stop drinking is how much money you save from not spending on booze. But in Wisconsin, it's actually more expensive to buy non-alcoholic drinks than it is to buy alcohol. Like, what do you want? A club soda? Yeah, it's four bucks. Sit in the corner, you bitch. Jesus. Jesus, Jack. All right, all right. Whatever you say. <laughs> you pussy. What do you want? A fucking Coke Zero, you pussy? All right, calm down. Give me double cheese curds then. Oh, you got to have the cheese curds. And what the curd nerd says, get them at Appleton. I love tongue, love these personality foods. You got to try the cheese curds. They're the best in the country. Yeah, we know. I know they're the best in the country. You know why? Because no one else, in the, no other place in the country tries to do cheese curds. It's a completely Wisconsin thing. They're good. I'm not saying they're not good. But places like Tennessee are not trying to beat you in cheese curds. Okay, you, You're competing against yourself. So I like that. For, uh, you get four chances to drink for free, and Wisconsin will take advantage of that if the Jets and Aaron Rodgers lose to Jax. Shout out to Jax. I hope it works out well for you. You already got the attention you needed. Anyway, with that being said, now let me take a quick ad read here, and then we'll do the NFC West bombs. That'll be amazing. Let me just talk, tell you first about underdog fantasy because August is almost over. And you know what that means. Time's running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on underdog fantasy. Get your championship ready for your home league by trying our best ball on underdog fantasy. All you do is live live snake draft once, no waivers, no trades. You set it, you forget it, and you regret it. And underdog does the rest. Try it out with underdog's best ball mania tournament. I added the regret part because I always regret every team I drafted, including last night's auction. I'll talk about that in a second. The largest fantasy football contest of all time with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million. What? Going to the winner. It's amazing. Must be a live golf tour fantasy money or something. Do you have what it takes to win it all? The time is now. Last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. So visit underdogfantasy.com, find them in the app store, and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog promo fantasy promo code SGPN. Give out an underdog pick of my like. All right, I told you. Nebraska. I already gave that out. Nebraska. Plus seven and a half. Take the money line too while you're at it. That's tonight. Get it in there. Are you concerned with your play? Well, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You can complain to them about my Nebraska play if you want. If you're concerned with your play, then take Minnesota. I don't care. We also brought to you by the SGP Patreon. Make sure you check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. 
learn all the behind the scenes stories of how you, uh, you know, how people became part of the, the SGPN family. Me? They found me in the streets. I was discovered. Betting on rats racing in the street. They're like, I like this guy's style. You want to bring, you want to come inside and talk about other gambling things other than betting on rats in an alley? All right. If you want, but, uh, I'm, I'm better off in the streets, you know. This week's Patreon pick'em was all week one college football. The prize is a cornhole board. Perfect for any college football tailgate. Patreon's a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling, sports gambling, podcast.com backslash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. And we are back. Whew. That's exhausting. But I'm done. Thank you, everybody, watching live on the YouTube, though. I have to give you a shout-out. You guys are all doing great. And with the comments, I appreciate it. Am I going too fast for you? Make sure you like the video and subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube. You're already subscribed to the podcast on Spotify and iTunes. Give those reviews. But if you're on YouTube, what you're watching right now, hit go ahead and hit the like button. I say this every show. You don't have to actually like this. I don't care about your real feelings. But just hit that big thumbs up. Let them think. Let them think you like them. You know, like a girl in sixth grade. Yeah, you, you make them think you like them. Play mind games with them. Manipulate them. Manipulate them. Uh, what kind of rat bets did I make? Cereal wants to know. Was it like chicken fighting? Now they didn't fight, although they do eat each other. Rats. That's why they're called rats. They're the only animals that do eat each other. And that's why the mobster says that you're a rat because they, they're the only ones that will turn on each other. But they're survivalists. I actually have a lot of respect for rats. It was racing. More, of, more like racing. More if they would get in and out if you could get them and all that. But uh, they're, they're intelligent creatures. I, like, I respect them more than squirrels. I hate squirrels. Rats are, I mean, squirrels are just rats with better publicists. They get Disney movies. They're in your kitchen. They're doing things like that. Squirrels are fucking evil, though. They'll eat through your wire. They'll eat through anything. And they provoke you. Rats. Rats are just trying to get by, man. They're just trying to live. I have a lot of rat stories, but I don't have time to get into them. <laughs> I mean, I used to have a rat problem in Chicago until, until Tom Vell, greatest exterminator I've ever... Ever come across. Tom Vell. He was one with the rats. He was like Willard. He spoke the language. I used to have uh, glue traps. He came by and just like kicked them out. It's like, get these the fuck out of here. He goes, these will just anger the rats. I called him up. My man Chase Bentley gave me the number. He owned, he was a bartender at the bar next door. He's like, this is who we get. This guy will, this guy will fumigate the entire property. He'll take out a city block with the shit he's got in his truck and he did. Anyway, I don't have I don't have time to get into their ads. I'm now I'm now veering off. I'm already way deep in this show, and I haven't even got into the NFC West. I got to get through this. And it is a tank job bomb. Let's start with these Arizona Cardinals. They're the story of the West. Yeah, it's not a bad division. You have San Francisco's obviously the cream of the crop, then Seattle, then the Rams, and then Arizona. Arizona's over under wins is three and a half. In a 17-game season, that's pretty damn low. But what did they do? They cut 
I mean, they're tanking and they're doing a, they're doing an old fashioned. They're, they're tanking for Caleb Williams, obviously, which is a, uh, <laughs> not reassuring. If you're Kyler Murray, who's injured, they're like, Kyler Murray, you know what? Maybe you're not healthy. Why don't you sit on down? Cause I think I read if they, if Kyler Murray plays and gets hurt, they owe him like $90 million. So I doubt Kyler Murray's even going to play at all this year. He's going to have to pull out, but then he pulls out and, and it's just hard. <laughs> uh, but so they're openly tanking. They're trading starters. I love when they say, listen, we're not tanking. We just have to find some value. And then people were really up in arms when they cut Colt McCoy recently. That was kind of a weird thing. And cut they, a lot of teams were cutting backup quarterbacks. Like the Patriots have one quarterback. The bears cut all these. Everyone's cutting these backup quarterbacks. It's bizarre, but whatever. So the Cardinals cut Colt McCoy and people were livid. They're like, what the fuck? Do you, do, do you not even want like, do you not even want to try to win? I mean, listen, I I'm fine with them tanking and all that shit, but, uh, People were acting like Colt McCoy was Joe Montana as well. Like, okay, he's a 36-year-old veteran who was kind of hurt. Who, who gives a shit if it's Colt McCoy or Josh Dobbs back there? You think that's really the, the difference? So at three and a half, I kind of like the over. They love fucking tanking these Cardinals. Holy shit. Kyler Murray, that didn't work out. Josh Rosen, that didn't work out. Let's try again. There's like, let's run it back. Let's get a number. They love getting a number one pick. They're like the process. Fuck it. This one didn't work. And I get it. Carol Murray's a weirdo. That would have been great if he played baseball too. Remember Kyle Murray's the, the Oakland A's drafted him? If he played for the A's and the Cardinals, the two worst teams in sports, basically. So Arizona is openly tanking. Three and a half wins is very low. I think they're only they're two they're only plus two fifty to have the worst record in football and to go zero and seventeen, which is pretty insane. Captain Sandwich says week one survivor pick Commanders, and that's what people are kind of worried about. Commanders versus Arizona. I definitely vouch for that. Next week, though, guys, I will give you my survivor and contest picks. I can't fault you if you take Commanders if you fade Arizona. People are worried about the survivor this year that everyone's just going to fade Arizona each week. There's going to be a lot of teams to fade, but Arizona to fade. And then there'll be like, you know, a 10,000 way tie at the end. <laughs> Oops. Let me get that out of there. Um, but when people start thinking that that's when, that's when people lose. I mean, Arizona's going to win games just out of, Mathematics, they have to win a game. They do have some talent out there. They have James Conner. Yeah, they lost DeAndre Hopkins, but they still have Hollywood Brown, uh, Greg Dortch. <laughs> Let me see who else they let's who else did they lose here? They lost AJ Green, he retired. Chosen Anderson, formerly known as Robbie Anderson. If you want a fantasy sleeper from Arizona, by the way, Michael Wilson is a rookie wide receiver. They got they took him as a third round, thirty first pick. Uh, apparently, he's he was a, he's a big man from Stanford, and they don't have any size a receiver. They have a bunch of speedsters, but they don't have a size. And Michael Wilson does have size, so whenever you have a bad quarterback situations, which Arizona has, they need big targets. So 
He's a super sleeper who's not even being drafted. Just keep an eye out on Michael Wilson. But we will give out over three and a half. Let's bomb that. As far as individual, I would avoid James Conner all risk. I mean, they are going to be an absolute mess. But they'll win games eventually. I mean, Kyler Murray... He'll he'll come back eventually. So I don't th- I don't think he, I don't think they're going to ruin the survivor pool like people are saying they are. All right, from that let's move on because that's enough talking about the Cardinals. Although they they are hilarious. I love I, any team that openly tanks before the season starts. It's kind of like when you look at your fantasy draft afterwards, like fuck this, get rid of this team. I hate everyone I draft. I hate everyone around me. I hate going to work with you guys. Get out of here. Arizona's a weird place too. I got to hustle up. I can't be talking about this. I don't even know. I'm not even going to have time for a Louis replays. Uh, the Rams. Let's get to the Rams. Their team win job is at team win job. Team win job. Come on. Come on. They're over under is six and a half. Hmm. What's that smell? You stink. No, that smell is money. 700 billion and a trillion 300 million. <laughs> I like the LA Rams this year to bounce back. They had a horrible year last year. Stafford got hurt. They shut it down. McVay with everyone. You revigorated my energy. They brought in Baker Mayfield. I love it. I got my model fucking girlfriend who lies out in a bikini at training camp. Uh, McVay's a very good coach. That's undeniable. I think they bounce back. Seven wins is seven and ten is very doable for this team. First of all, they play Arizona twice. So that's two wins. Then you just got to sneak out five wins with a team that went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they did uh they did empty it out when they said F those picks, and that turns out, you know, there's actually something to that. Uh, but they bring back, you know, Cooper Cup, the white savior. Van Jefferson being under number two. Let's see who else they gained and lost real quick. Um, Cam Akers is a fine running back, you know. Brandon Powell, they lost him. Odell Beckham and Allen Robinson, but those were high count. They, they those weren't guys that they needed anymore. And Jalen Ramsey. I trust Sean McVay enough. They're not going to pass Seattle or San Francisco. Actually, I think they're much closer to Seattle than. Not much, but let's let's bomb let's bomb the Rams over six and a half points. I'm doing rapid fire now for this division. Um, who's their receiver? That guy from BYU, the Rams receiver, Ekadu. Uh, let me look at that real quick. Just because he's a fun name, I'll give you a fantasy sleeper from each team. I gave you Wilson for. Uh, Arizona, the Rams, not Pukanaku, one of the favorite names in uh, football this year. They got Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwells are started, but watch out for Pukanaku. I'll give you out Van Jefferson. Pukanaku is the hot, um, he's a fun name to say. I can say that all day. Pukanaku. Ferrari. Um, But I like Van Jefferson, who's also not getting drafted. Sean Jefferson's kid. But he's the, he's the number two starter behind fucking Cooper Cup. Problem is Cooper Cup gets them all. How's Kelly Stafford's podcast doing? Speaking of those Rams in that stadium. SoFi Stadium. The Eagles play SoFi Stadium week five. They got a mariachi band there. It's, it's a fun game to go to. 
tickets are a little too fucking insane, but anyway, uh, we'll, we'll bomb that Rams over six and a half. So now let's get into Seattle. <clears throat> now they're they're Now we're, now we're talking an interesting team. They were a playoff team last year. They lost to the Niners. Um, can they bounce back? They have over eight and a half wins heavily juiced to minus one sixty. Also on nine and a half. Eight and a half is a much better one because I liked under nine and a half. Eight and a half. Okay, I can see him getting nine. Seattle's talented. The advanced metrics don't like them. Yeah, Geno Smith, who somehow won like I think he won like comeback player of the year twice in the same season. Like he's so weird. He came back. He uh, they wrote him off, but he didn't write back as he likes to say. I didn't write back. What? I don't think that means what you think it means. Uh, but all right, it does sound catchy. Make sure you copyright that, which he did. So now you got Seattle eight and a half coming to second division. Zach Charbonnet drafted to, to be a backup running back. He's a great running back from UCLA, but they have PK Walker. They lost Richard Penny, Travis Homer. So they had to reload those. And they have uh, the Ohio state receiver, Jackson Smith, Nigba. three words. And one of them sounds like the N word and it looks like it. So you gotta be careful when you pronounce that. I'll just start calling him Jackson. How about that? Which actually Jackson sounds more racist than saying the N word. Anyways, um, Geno Smith got paid. It's interesting. I guess that's what quarterbacks do. You got, I mean, whatever. That's, that's kind of those things where Pete Carroll and he's, see, I was like, fuck, I guess we got to pay Geno Smith. He was good. We didn't want him to be good. Well, trust me, we'd want to find another sexy franchise quarterback, but you know, that's the NFL. If one's good, I guess you have to keep them. So that's it. We got, uh, now we have, all of our money invested in Geno Smith. Now we got a problem. Now we got a problem. We sure do. <laughs> so because the NFC is wide open, I do think they get back to the division. I eight and a half. I liked it under nine and a half. I do think they get the nine wins. Not worth a play there though. So with Geno Smith, I don't like trust now. Let's get to San Francisco. The team that will win a division, if you listen to everyone, they're the most loaded if you listen to San Francisco. Over under 10 and a half wins. I like the under there, too. They love talking about San Fran's talent with Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. They have McCaffrey. They are loaded. But their quarterback is still, you know, the Iowa State Cyclone guy himself. This is Brock Purdy from Iowa State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Thanks, Brock. This is Brock Purdy, Iowa State, Ames, Iowa, quarterback, number 13. I was Mr. Irrelevant. I was drafted last. My name is this Brock. This is Brock Purdy from Iowa State. <laughs> and he's their guy. He is their first string quarterback. Although Niner fans love to say how he was the third string. He was the fourth string. We did this with a fourth string quarterback. No, you didn't. You did it with the first string. You just didn't know he was your first string quarterback. You traded three first round picks for a fifth string quarterback in Trey Lance, who you traded for a fourth round. Jimmy Garoppolo, you hated. The organization hated him for some reason. Because all he did was get you to the fucking Super Bowl. And you try to try to <laughs> try to dump him. You, you broke up with him, but you guys like still shared a lease together. That's what that was. The Niners and Garoppolo decided, like, all right, let's break up. But we still have this lease, so we still have to live together. <laughs> so it's just nonstop fights. That was last year with them. And then they rallied. Then they lost, and then you brought in uh, Mr. Irrelevant. 
This is Brock Purdy from Iowa State. And I mean, Jesus Christ, does he sound boring? <laughs> but that's Brock Purdy. Uh, but they're loaded. They'll win a division. They have to. Their defense is great. The Bosa, open, openly racist Bosa. That's fun. It's just fun how uh, he gets away with that because he's a meathead. Although, you know what? Obviously, we're get, we're all, we're against racism here in the bottom line bombs. I mean, I'm just here to bring diversity to this set here. Give the kind of white man's perspective on things. Sure. Point guard position. But I don't know. I think I kind of want my uh, white defensive ends to have a little bit of, uh, I'm not saying racist in them, but a little heavy metal in them, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Kind of like those aggressively white people. You know? Listen to Ozzy Osbourne in the woods kind of whites. Those kind of fucking weird whites that are aggressively whites and only listen to rock and they don't think rap's actual music. Like, okay, you got some problematic opinions. I'm not even talking South Country white. I'm talking aggressively white, long-haired fucking meatheads like uh, what's-his-face in uh, Higher Learning. I can't remember his name. Vladimir from pro the program, and he plays in the higher learning. Those kind of guys. I'd say Nazis, but, you know, but, uh, a bit on edge. Anyway, they make a hell of a defensive end, and Bosa's great. So the Niners are great, back both sides of the field. Ten and a half wins does seem like a lot. We'll do a bomb. And if speaking of, we're going to go under there. That's the under plus 120. Um, but they will win a division. If not, I wouldn't play them, though. It's their minus, like, one. 10 for that. I would not play them to win the division. Brandon Ayuk, I do like as a uh, sleeper. Not, I mean, he's not a deep sleeper, but to where he's getting drafted in fantasy, I like Brandon Ayuk because people are drafting Debo Samuel ahead of him. And I think Debo Samuel's days as kind of like, he's kind of like a roided up Cordell Patterson where like they put him in the backfield. Like he do, he could do everything, but now that they got McCaffrey, they're not going to do that with him anymore. You know? So I think Ayuk will become the number one receiver again and, Debo's still great, but for the value we can get that, I'll take Brandon Ayuk. Um, who knows? That being said, I hate the I hate the how they whine. The Niners can't stop talking about what would have happened in the NFC Championship game if Purdy's shoulder didn't get driven out of his body. Maybe they'll put a tight end on Hassan Reddick. Maybe they do that. Oh, Philip Rivers would have came in and Oh, if we only would have if we only would have had another quarterback in a role, why didn't you, you fucking mops? Why didn't you sign another quarterback? Well, we didn't think something bad. We didn't know you guys were gonna be mean and knock our quarterback out. We thought it'd be all fair. But no. You guys tackled for real in that game. I thought we were they barely beat, I mean, they barely beat the Cowboys the week before in the playoffs at home. Who the fuck, who do these Niners think they are? They're the NFC West champs. That's what they are. Under 10 and a half wins. Bomb it. I do think they burn in hell. Now, with that being said, oh boy, long show already. Let's go to the box. Oh, I forgot to give out my college football bombs. I'll do that right now, real quickly, before I get to the man in the box. Let me give out some college football bombs. Uh, I only have a couple. I'll just do a couple for you. Um, 
We have Nebraska plus seven and a half tonight. We already gave that out, Bob. We have Hawaii plus four. Well, I got my four. Now it's down to three. The line was 10 on weekend. Kind of want to push that off that, but there's a couple plays I really like. And there are two overs. I want to give you that. We have Temple. Temple versus Akron. The over on is 57. Take the over. Kurt Warner's kid is the quarterback for Temple. Liam Bessaker, special team specialist, third string tight end, number 47. Shout out to him. Son of Joe Bessaker, Jeb Bessaker of Emerald Stables out there in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. They are stalwarts of the Pennsylvania sports scene. They have a basketball league that's been on the news and you can see on TikTok. It's uh, pretty nuts stuff. So te- watch out for the Temple Owls this year. They're, they're going bowl bound and I love the over as they play against Akron and Ali Barkley, Saquon Barkley's brother who transferred there. It's a little revenge game. That's why I like the over too. And Temple has a bad rush defense. So Barkley will have a big day, but Temple will win pulling away. I already called that. I think 45, 28, something like that. And the other over I love is rice, Texas, 58 and a half. The rice is getting 35 and a half, which I like Texas is going to score it. Well, rice has no defense, but rice is JT Daniels. And they have Marcus Tuyasopo as their offensive coordinator. This is a hidden gem. These Rice games, these are auto plays on the over. So smash Rice, Texas over 58 and a half. Bomb that. Temple, Akron over 57. Uh, my outright dog, you want one? Fine, I'll give it to you. Bowling Green to beat Liberty. They're getting nine and a half. Money line is plus 280. Take it, bomb it. That's enough. That, those are three. Those are three college football bombs for you. That should hold you over until next week when we get into the NFL season and these Thursday shows will just be NFL contest and survivor bombs. If you want my college plays, you can get them when I do the co- when I do the college experience with Colby on the C block Mondays and Thursdays as you double dip with the man in the box. Oh, all right. Man, we're going late. So much to talk about. I wanted to talk about Luis Rebles again. I did that last time. You know what? I'll save I'll save that for next week because I, I that's what happened last time. I shortchanged the story and I'm, I didn't give it the time it deserved. How ridiculous this. The Spanish president who uh, kissed a soccer player. Then there was the then there was the, <laughs> the Did you see the White Sox story? Did you see? Well, I love talking. Did you see? Hey, guys, did you see that? They were going to have a concert after the White Sox game. Vanilla Ice canceled. It was an I Love the 90s concert. Vanilla Ice canceled because there was gunshots inside the stadium. White Sox, I love you. Southside Chicago, I love you. A gun went off inside the stadium. How did they get? You go through security. How did they get it through? I'll tell you how they got it through. A woman got it through by hiding a gun, and this is true, underneath her stomach fat. <laughs> they checked the footage. She goes through security, the scan, you know, the, the metal detector, it went off. She goes back, she empties out the tray a little bit. Oh, it must be my phone. Goes through again, it goes off again. 
Oh, it must be this jewelry. Goes to, it goes off again the third time. They give it a little wand. Something happens around her stomach. Security guy goes, I don't get paid enough for this. I'm not going in there. I'm not diving around her fucking stomach. Go right ahead. They just let her through. She had a fucking gun under her stomach. Hilarious. And of course she uses it. I mean, if you sneak a gun in, you might as well use it. So I don't blame her for that. But I love her just going, yeah, fuck it. I'll just go right through security with it. And then just knowing that uh, they don't, I know what they get paid. They're not, they don't get paid enough to touch me. They don't want to do this. What if that's the way to become an assassin, a secret assassin, just get fat enough where you just hide all these weapons on your body. Just the obese assassin. Not like that. Vanilla Ice wanted no parts of that. Good for him. <laughs> um, that shouldn't have been a man in the box segment. I'll t- all right. Let me talk real quick. This happened to me just now. LA is, uh, I'm, I don't belong here. I don't belong anywhere. So, but I live in Los Angeles. We, we broadcast out of here in Los Angeles. Um, I was just walking, walking here just now. I was walking the same pace. You never know who the crazy people are here in LA. That's what's weird about LA because everyone dresses like a bum because it's hot. It's nice weather. Some people are in tank tops and shorts and like businessmen. Sometimes like homeless people have suits on. It's weird. They all have SAG cards. Even on strike. I'm walking behind this guy. You know how you have the same pace as someone? So it feels like you're creeping up on him. Like, listen, I'm not behind you, but you either got to go faster or let me pass you or, but like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do a move. I'm not going to, turn on the jets and power walk around this guy and then go back to my normal walking pace. That's not going to happen. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to have to do the general walk with you. And that's what I did. The general walk, same pace. And so he thought I was following him and he was wearing a two tank top. He had a beard. He looked like a fucking beach bum hipster, but I didn't know what it said. So he turned around real quick. Like, yeah. And he went, yeah. And he snapped back at me. I go, Whoa. Are you all right, pal? He goes, yeah, I'm all right. Are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. I'm fucking walking. What are you doing? You're, you're turning around spastic. He goes, well, don't follow me. I'm not following you. I'm on, a, I'm on a sidewalk. We're having this conversation. And then he said something else like crazy. And then I'm like, uh, you know, and then halfway through, like, oh, wait a minute. You're crazy. Oh, now I get it. I thought I was talking to a human being. You're crazy. The sun has roasted your brain. Oh, I get it. You have one shoe and you're carrying a sandwich. You're crazy. That's why you spin around and go, ah! Yeah! Anyway. So that just happened. That wasn't even my man in the box. But that's what I do here on the bottom line bombs. I adapt. I turn things around. I gave out some college bombs. That makes me good to think. Uh, bottom line, LA. I tell you what, it has made me it has made me worse slash better as a person living out here. I've never really been embarrassed about the things I've done out here, except for yesterday. I came out to LA, a filthy guy. I, uh, filthy guy, a degenerate. I quit smoking cigarettes, which is a good thing, but LA did that to me. Then I quit drinking. Like I said, three years ago, I quit drinking. 
Now, is it embarrassing? Yeah. Was there a CJ that would make fun of that guy? Sure. Would he beat him up? Sure. But I'm like, ah, it's a little progress, you know, whatever. I'm never embarrassed about it. I'm never like, wow, what have I become? But LA does help you do that because one, LA is just not a fun place to drink at or smoke. You can't smoke. You can't do anything. That shit. Personally, my life's falling apart as well. All I have is this box. I don't even want to get into those details, but my life's a mess. And it's because of LA. <laughs> as I cast blame, as I cast blame on something else. All I have is this box, this microphone. I yell in this box and you guys are the comments and I'm grateful for that. Always grateful. But yesterday is where things took a turn for me. I had the day off because I normally do a Wednesday show, but I had to do a Thursday show. And I had to be out of the house. I had some work to do. I got some done, but I'm like, it was really hot. And I was like, you know what? I should go, I should go play poker. I haven't played poker in forever. Now that I'm back doing solo things, I'm like, I can go play poker. Casinos have amazing air conditioning. There's a time that's what I would do. I had to be back by around six. And just day had all day. I had money too. I had cash in my pocket because I just came from Vegas a couple weeks ago. So I still had that that I haven't put back in the bank. So I'm rolling with cash. Let's put it on a poker table. I would do that all the time in my other life. That was my job. Nine to five, brick and mortar. It was gross. I got out of that. But I'm like, let's do it. And I contemplate doing it. I got lunch and planned it out. And then I looked at the traffic. I'm like, ah, it's 50 minutes to go to the commerce. Then I got to come back. Long story short, I didn't go to the casino because I was, didn't want to drive 50 minutes in LA traffic. What have I become? That's why I'm like, okay, that's enough. That is enough. Now we got a problem. Who is this person? Who the fuck is this CJ Sullivan? Who is this man in the box? Uh, the Did I save myself money? Probably. Did I lose myself out on a jackpot? Who knows? I'll never know. But the fact that I didn't do it because of LA traffic is what I'm was what really pained me. My like, god damn it. Now I definitely now I've finally become an L.A. pussy that I've always hated and made fun of my entire life. But I'm grateful for you guys. Thank you. You're the man in the box. The man anyway. The box. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in and listening to another long show here. Uh, good luck with the week one college bombs that I gave you. And thank you for joining me on the Thursday. This is it. This is going to be the new schedule. Monday and Thursday, 1.30 Pacific, usually after the, the C block, after the college experience. You can see me at noon still on the college show. You give me double, double box trouble show, Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, this is going to be great. This is going to be a great football season. I'm excited. Have a good Labor Day weekend. Follow me on Instagram at CJ Sullivan was taken, bunch of underscores, or on Twitter at CJ Sullivan underscore. Um, other than that, if you're in Edmonton, Canada, I will be there, not this weekend, but next weekend at the House of Comedy with T.J. Miller doing uh, comedy shows the first NFL weekend. Um, so that'll be amazing as well. Anyway, thank you very much, man in the box. Let's just do a song and get out of here. See you guys.
Way past late, good time to procrastinate, huh? I'm making me just to fasten. 